Other accountable? Yes, Devin, accountable around health and wellness. Welcome, Welcome to, to Weekly Money Time. Time. Uh, how are you doing, Stacy? <laughs> good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. good. I have had a, I've had a little bit of wine. Mm-hmm. I have a little I've bit had more a little wine. Bit of beer. Well, yeah, yeah. What are you drinking? Mm-hmm. I'm drinking a uh, Sierra Nevada Hazy Little Thing. Hazy um, Little Thing. Uh, yeah. So nice. Is it, a, started, is it an IPA? It is an IPA. <laughs> so I've started getting into IPAs, and specifically, I know like every hazy IPA that I've tried, I've liked. So I don't hazy. know what exactly makes it hazy What's, per se. So um, this is a job for Google. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. What the f is a hazy a hazy IPA? Um, my guess is it's probably like unfiltered because that makes the beer hazy instead of clear hazy IPA. So that's my guess, but I don't uh, know for uh, sure. Mm-hmm. That's probably correct. I don't know. My Google's being really slow. But it is a what's in a hazy know. IPA anyway? It has a characteristic haze. That's very helpful. <laughs> uh hazy little thing hey that's like the second or the third thing that comes up when you look up hazy ipa that's hilarious wow um it's distinctly and intentionally hazed Hmm. (laughs) okay what the fuck does hazing mean just tell me i don't know why the article i see just says (laughs) suspended yeast which is different than propane Propane. propane <laughs> Different than waste. protein. Jesus. Polyphenol, polyphenol haze also causes cloudiness. So suspended yeast. All right. I don't know. I don't um, know. Let's see here. Being made, blah, 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 blah. Overtly visual trends, blah, 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 blah. Uh, chill haze, hop haze, etc. aren't anything new in beer, but the proliferation of a distinctly and intentional hazed IPA category has been significant over the past year. They go back as... They'll go back well past a decade. Ooh, they're so old. Oh, a decade. (laughs) Most origin stories head back to the alchemist Hetty Topper, which in turn leads to the alchemist John Kimmich's time brewing with Greg Noonan at Vermont Pub and Brewery. I'm hoping, am I supposed to know all this? Um, (laughs) Still, it doesn't explain what it is. Oh, wait, here we go. Some brewers get haze from yeast strains that don't readily flocculate. Sure. <laughs> no, 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 I need to flocculate a little bit more. Flocculate. <laughs> I need to flocculate. <laughs> go Don't flocculate. we all, Devin? Don't we all? <laughs> uh, leaving a ghostly aura. All right. Other breweries have indicated that they're using higher protein malt bills. Uh, plus late hop additions in some wizard-like fashion that keeps hop <laughs> polyphenols in suspension. Yeah. That's what I was just talking Polyphenols. about. Polyphenols. Uh, mm-hmm. Many folks mention flour. Nearly everyone seems to be aiming for greater juiciness, uh, which certainly mirrors the recent ascendance of fruit IPA that we dug into earlier in 2016. All righty. Well, mm-hmm. there you go. I'll, I will link that. Mm-hmm. I'll put that up with the link in show notes. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> so that everybody understands the yeah. What a high, hazy IPA is. Yep. They're all dying to know. <laughs> I know. This is what you guys listen to this podcast for, right? Mm-hmm. Tips yep. about beer and wine. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> so I've noticed anyway that I can, I definitely like all those. Not that I don't like other, I mean, I'm still on my IPA adventure or discovery, um, <laughs> you know, so I don't know for sure what I like and don't like, but all I know for sure is that I really like hazy IPAs okay. so far. So I, I just picked that up. Yep. Well, there you go. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. And you know what I like about IPAs is that they, 
are they seem crisper or fresher um but not as like they're kind of the drinkability of a light beer or a lager but they actually have some flavor and taste and so it's like Hmm. an enjoyable light beer kind of i guess i could see that i could see that yeah 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 like if i'm just like man i I definitely feel like an ipa is a beach beer that's like a beach beer yeah 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 which i may have already said in the last episode i don't know that one episode i was a little gone (laughs) (laughs) three sheets to the wind as they say a little bit i was listening to Mm -hmm. it i was like i can't even pronounce things in this episode how did (laughs) stacy put up with me for 41 minutes i don't know but but i'm grateful yeah 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 (sighs) well i finally finished my dark wood um Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, yeah. I squeezed the very last few drops out of the bag. <laughs> literally. <laughs> yes. Literally. I saw, you, I saw the picture. Yes. I sent Stacy a picture earlier with like, I had, I had disemboweled the box of wine and I had mm-hmm. the bag and I was just like squeezing the very last little bits of the red wine out. Yeah. Um, but once I finished that, I do have already opened an apothic red uh, winemaker's blend 2017 uh which i will start on after this is finished <laughs> yeah okay which will be in the next two minutes <laughs> yeah yes yes not very much left uh but that no is okay. that was pretty much a sip left yeah yeah so that is okay because i have more i have more and mm-hmm. and i still have mm-hmm. wine for my wine like i have extra wine to put in my wine oh good uh, you're prepared yeah my wine holders because now mm-hmm. that there will be no there'll be no holes yeah, no. <laughs> All righty. Well, what are we doing today? <laughs> okay. Well, I think today uh, we are going to talk about the book Indistractable. Indistractable. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Which I have a whole different... Well, I guess... Okay. So I want to go ahead and give credit where credit's due. So, But it gets real interesting because... We heard about this book on a podcast called uh, The Next Big Idea. Yes. That's the podcast. And, but it's a book. The, the book is called Indistractable. And it's written by, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this name wrong, but Near Y'all. Near Y'all. Yeah, I think that's it's Near Y'all. I think. Yeah. I so think apparently that's what they this said. Ne- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> This near y'all guy originally wrote a book called Hooked, which was specifically about making apps that it was for um, companies to make apps to get consumers hooked on their product. Yes. And so now the guy is coming out and writing a book to the consumers <laughs> about how to ignore all these apps <laughs> that want to get you hooked on them. Yeah, so I thought, I thought that was really interesting. I thought that was uh, very interesting as well. I was kind of like, um, well, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, you, uh, you do this and then you're like, oh, wait, I regret everything. <laughs> Yes, yes, I regret everything. It's like, yes. um, you know, I can't think. I was going to come up with a good analogy where, you know, mm-hmm. like you're helping build a an empire by accident. And then you're like, oh, wait, this is a terrible plan. I'm going to, you know, go to the other side and help them instead. Yeah. Um, maybe Star Wars. Well, I'm trying to think of yeah. a character who did that. He like turns turns uh, to the other side, to the right side. Oh, the I'm sure minute. there are some. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just it's not coming to me right now nope i'll be thinking about that in the background and, and i'll just like <laughs> randomly say a character's name at the last minute and be like oh yeah yes. like whenever so-and-so redeemed himself and you'll yeah. be like what yeah. are you talking about <laughs> yes yeah yeah that's me that's how i do that's how mm-hmm. i do but uh yeah mm-hmm. so i listened to so did you read the book i guess that's my first question for you no i did okay. the podcast yeah i did the podcast as well i have not read the book but i'm very interested in reading the book i felt like there was yes. a lot of teasers for things that i found that might actually be very useful in my yeah life. absolutely so it made me feel like you know i probably ought to read it uh yeah so i think i'm gonna add that to my to my book list Mm-hmm. of things to get the thing that really caught me is at the very beginning of the podcast episode and we'll link to that in show notes um like uh they tell the story which is from the book of zoe mm-hmm. chance who is mm-hmm. 
professor, I think at Harvard. Oh, yeah. And okay. she was like, you know, going up and down the stairs at like two o'clock in the morning to try to get to a certain goal on her uh, pedometer. They didn't say what type of pedometer it was, Mm-mm. but um, but it was like, yeah, just ten more flights, and right? You'll, you'll get reach, a reward, right? Yeah. You'll reach the the height of the Empire State Building. And yes. oh my God, I have so done that. Like, um, <laughs> I have not, it I have was, for sure have it not. was very like, because especially whenever I was trying to hit 10,000 steps a day. So I would look at my, and especially when I had my Fitbit, because like for the Apple watch, I have to actually like go look to see how many, like yeah. it doesn't say right there how many steps I have. Yeah. Um, but whenever I had the Fitbit and you know, you would just look at your wrist and it would show you right there. These are the steps you've taken today. Um, mm-hmm. like, and I was trying to get to 10,000 steps. So at bedtime I looked down and I'd be at like 9,132 and oh, I'd be like, yeah, no, no, I'm not going to not get 10,000 steps a day. You know, I'm just so mm-hmm. close. And so then I would just like literally pace back and forth across the bedroom. And Thomas would just like, look at me like I was insane and be like, what yeah. are you do? What do you think you're accomplishing? Yeah, and I was like, yeah. but I've got to hit the 10,000 steps. And he's like, this is bananas. What are, what are you doing? And so I totally identified with that because I have done that (laughs) more than once. Yes. When I should have been getting good sleep instead. Yeah. Like literally Thomas has gone to sleep in bed while I've been pacing back and forth in the bedroom, (laughs) waiting Mm -hmm. to get up to within thousand steps. It was, yeah. So I, that hit very close to home. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But anyway. So what they say is, I think, <laughs> all right. thought you were leading into something there. No, that but, was um, all I was saying. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so. Sorry. What? No, that's okay. Um, I thought it was interesting. The first thing I wrote down that he says is the only reason we do anything is for the avoidance of pain. Yes. So when he first said that, I was like, well, I don't know. You know, I'm still, I'm tr- still trying to sell myself on the idea, but then he starts explaining like, um, you know, like for example, if you're lonely, you check Facebook cause you're like, Oh, I wonder what everyone else is doing. Right. Or, you know, and not even just with like social media, but even, um, like, okay, you've had a hard day at the office. So you come home and then you drink, you know, or like, right. right. Um, a lot of, you know, you don't want to exercise because it's difficult. It's, it's like hard, you know, it's hard to do, you know, like, um, and so I was like, okay. So as we kind of got, got, as he started talking more, I started saying, oh, I was like, okay, yes, yes. Okay. That all makes sense. I would also Um, just like to say that I feel very vindicated because he very specifically said that he thought the runner's high was a bunch of BS and he had never (laughs) felt that and an exercise was terrible for him. And I was like, buddy. I feel you. So yep, I was yep. I was very excited when he said that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. now what's interesting. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, what's interesting is now when I go to pick up my phone, I think to myself, what am I trying to avoid? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. It, am, am I just bored? Like, you know, obviously this, these past two weeks I've been, I spent a lot of time at the airport. So, you know. <laughs> In that case, I was probably just bored and I was looking at my phone. Right. Uh, you know, you know, that kind of thing. But then sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, like I really need to be making a plan for tomorrow, but I don't really want to deal with it. Or I need to make my grocery list, but I don't feel like it. So I'm looking on Facebook instead or something, right, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, and, and I, I definitely, yeah, like the fact that he goes into one of the first things you've got to do is like figure out what your triggers are. And yes. so that's like, you know, the first step is, okay, so what am I doing in this particular moment? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was really interesting too. Yeah, because he said what, uh, one of the things he said is, um, what is causing the distraction? What are you trying to escape? Um, it's not the tech that's actually addicting addictive it's something like a bad relationship or office politics like that's just an example like the most common things because he goes back and he says that that lady zoe i forgot what she said her name was zoe, zoe chance i wrote a zoe down. chance yes <laughs> zoe chance uh turns out like she was doing this like kept trying to go like you know procrastinate by climbing the stairs because she was having I think she was getting out of a bad relationship like going through a divorce or something and um, also was going through a turbulent time in her career and so she was 
instead of like, she was supposed to be writing a paper or an article or something. And instead of doing that, she was doing this, climbing the stairs. Kind right. Of thing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And he said uh, something kind of to kick all that piece off where he was like asking himself questions. And one of mm-hmm. the questions he asked was, why do we do things against our better interests? And I was like, yeah, yes. yes. I was like, wrote that down, underlined it because, you know, I do things Obviously against my, that is like, I so relate yeah. to that because I feel like I do things against my better interests every single freaking day. And, yeah. uh, so that was really cool. But yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing he touched on is that people fall into two groups. Yes. Um, and that's either blamers or shamers. Yes. And not that you're shaming other people. It's that... You're shaming you yourself. D- yeah. So if you do something wrong, like, okay, let's say, for example, I say, I'm going to work out three times this week. And then at the end of the week, I'm either going to say, well, it didn't happen because James made me go to Taco Bell instead of working out. <laughs> or <Yep. laughs> I'm going to say you know, I'm a terrible person. I can't believe I couldn't even get three workouts in. I'm not worth it, you yep, know, or yep. whatever. Guess which and one is me. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say a shamer. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is me. Yeah. The weird thing is about that is that I think in that, if I had to pick one, I don't know. I don't know because I don't usually, I don't know. I am hard on myself from a shaming standpoint, but then also, but I don't, I don't consider myself a victim, like especially, and maybe no. that's more at work. Yeah. And so I don't know that I blame other people, but there's definitely been times where I've been like, well, I was going to eat healthy, but then James wanted to order pizza. Right. So I've definitely well, see, done that I don't think it's necessarily blaming other people. I think it's also blaming, blaming circumstances. And I definitely feel like that works yeah. for you because oh, I feel like yeah. sometimes you're like, constantly, you know, this happened and it was, you know, too late and I had all this stuff to do. So I didn't do this other thing. Like, that's true, you know, that's true. And you yeah. have very good reasons, and, like, it makes mm-hmm. perfect logical sense, but at the end of the day, you know, it's the excuse that you're making, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. I, yeah, unlike you, where you you saw it through, and you said, no matter what, I'm going to get 10,000 steps, I would have been like, well, you know, <laughs> I, I had a rough day. I it was sleep. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> it was, like, 9 p.m. It was past my bedtime. <laughs> I had to go to bed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. I'm definitely then, I guess, a blamer of my environment. Right. Yeah. And then if yeah. I had, for whatever reason, decided not to do that, I wouldn't have been like, oh, well, I have to go to bed. I would have been like, God, I'm such a terrible person because I can't yeah. even get 10,000 right. steps. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. My Apple Watch makes me feel so bad at the end of every single day because it always says, you know, it's like 11 o'clock and it'll say, you <laughs> yeah. can still do it. You know, <laughs> just a brisk 12 minute walk. And I'm like, yeah, God, I'm so lame that I don't want to get up and take a 12 minute <laughs> right. walk at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> it's just 12 minutes. Yeah. You know, it's just 12 mm. minutes and then I could have all of my, my rings complete. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I am. I, I have not done that. <laughs> Yeah, good, good. <laughs> Only because I knew it would, like, if it says 12-minute walk, it would actually be a 24-minute walk because my watch doesn't believe that my heart rate is ever high enough to do <laughs> exercise. So, like, yeah. that's pro- pretty much the only reason why I don't. I did initially when I first had it. I tried so mm-hmm. hard, and I got so pissed off at it because it would be like, you just need to walk for 12 minutes, and i walk really fast for 12 minutes, and... Like, I'd get, like, seven minutes of exercise. I'd be like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's frustrating. Yes. Anyway, sorry. Um, that's, another no, that's, okay. that's another topic. That's another topic. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I thought this was... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I, th- I thought this point was also really interesting that he says, and I'm not exactly... I think this probably fits me somehow, but I'm not exactly sure yet. But he says, anxiety is the dizziness of freedom. Yes, and I loved that. Yeah, because I often find myself like, like, yes, I've got a to-do list that I want to do, but then I spend all my time either trying. So if I have some free time, I'll be like, oh, let me take this free time to plan what I'm going to do. And then I have so much anxiety about planning what I'm going to do that I don't actually plan to do anything, Um, which actually I want to touch on. I don't want to quite get there yet, but later when he mentions time boxing. Yes. Oh my God. I almost had an anxiety attack just from him saying the words. So um, (laughs) I I, I did write that down to talk about, but um, yeah. So yeah, I guess um, I don't know how to solve that or something. I don't know. That's dizziness of freedom. So well, I think that his point was, you know, he doesn't want us to feel bad about the fact that these are the, the, the basic human 
reactions that we have, you know, Mm -hmm. like he's explaining it in very like, this is just what it means to be human. And the fact that we have so much freedom to do whatever we want is, is part of what creates so much anxiety in our culture today, which makes perfect sense. Um, yeah. and so I thought that, you know, but you wouldn't want it any other way. You would want to have all those freedoms and yeah. there are so many really wonderful things about it. So it's like, how do you deal with being able to parse all of that and all of the options and, you know, yeah. and being able to make all the choices, which I also identify with because, mm-hmm. because I have so much freedom, like I fill up all of my time with like 500 things to do because <laughs> I want to do them all, you know, and, right. and I, yeah. you know. I can do them all kind of, you know, so I try to, yeah. I try to do them all. And, yeah. um, I definitely, I definitely related to that. I also really liked his idea that traction was the opposite mm-hmm. of distraction. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Like his whole explanation for that. Um, mm-hmm. because with traction, you actually move forward and you make progress and mm-hmm. distraction is what takes you away from that. And I don't think I'd ever really yeah thought about the fact that those things were truly opposite each other, you know, Mm -hmm. in that same Mm -hmm. way. So that was, that was a cool new way of thinking for me as well. So I thought that was neat. Yeah. So you said, um, some of the things that are, I guess, a way to address the, I don't know if this was, I wrote this note down and I don't know exactly if it was to address the anxiety or not, but the three points were we imagine the trigger. Right. Oh, this is, I think, trying to dig into what's causing you to be be distracted. Have discomfort. It was learning to deal with discomfort. Okay. Yeah. So reimagine the trigger, reimagine the task or reimagine the temperament. Yes. And the temperament, the example I wrote down with that, which I thought this was interesting is because he said, you know. Um, if you believe that willpower or there's a, there's a common theory that willpower is like a gas tank. And that if you say no to donuts in the morning and to chocolate at lunch, then by the time dinner rolls around and someone offers you a piece of cake, that your willpower is drained. Right. And that you right. can't continue to say no, 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 no. Um, which, <laughs> um, I have, I guess even before I thought about if will ta- willpower is a tank or not, I once dated a guy just because he kept asking me out. Oh, God. And so I, I, I dated him for like <laughs> no. a week and then was like, okay, bye. You know, just so that he would. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. terrible. I know. And, um, but I think, I think, you know, to that point, he just wore me down and I was like, right, fine, whatever. You know, I'll call myself your girlfriend for a week. I'll just avoid you the whole time (laughs) and then break up with you. But it's done. Oh my God. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, he said, if you believe that willpower is a tank and at the end of the day, you think I'm spent, I deserve to rest, which let me tell you, that's me constantly right. where you're trying to do all the things. And then I'm like, no, I got to have my me time. <laughs> if I've had a rough day at work, I just want to come home, drink a beer and sit on the couch. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, that, you know, so you're going to talk yourself into those bad habits because you believe that willpower is a tank and what this kind of led me to, I wrote this whole other summary off to the side because I was like, okay, the older I get and the more I learn that everything comes back to what you believe. So we just talked about, and I don't, I never did actually read the book yet. It's still on my list, but the, uh, it's called like the upside of stress or whatever. Yeah. And so yeah. the whole point of that book is if you believe that stress is good for you, then it will drive you to do better. Right. So now he's saying, you know, if you don't believe, if you believe that willpower is a skill and not a tank, then you'll be fine. Or right. in that sports book, it was like, if you believe that you can uh, have the endurance, if you're like, oh, the finish line's right there, I can see it, I can get there, that athletes perform better than if they don't know where the finish line is. And so it's like, I think instead of getting overwhelmed by all the different points and, and uh, points of view and research, which is what I used to do, I used to just be like, ah, I just... I just would stop researching things because you can literally find an article to support any argument on the internet yep. these yep. days. <laughs> and so 
Instead, I'm like, hey, well, why don't I just start reading articles about what I want to believe or become? So right. if, I, if I want to believe that willpower is a skill that I can improve on, then I should go find books and articles about willpower being improvement, you know, like an improvement that I can do. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of a, a change in theory that I've kind of, this made me realize is that, yeah, maybe I should look for things that I want to believe. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely, like, he talked about that a lot, about the idea that, you know, if you mm-hmm. believe that um, uh, devices are addictive, then it's mm-hmm. self-f- self-fulfilling prophecy and, yeah. you know, and a, lot of, and a lot of stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that there is a lot of, value to that but I also feel and maybe this is just coming from someone who is really bad about lying to herself um, that you've got to be really careful there's got to be a balance there because if I'm going to tell myself that I'm fine you know, a hundred percent of the time when there are times when I'm not and, and I actually need to listen to myself, I need to do something different. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's not helpful. And so I no. think that I do think that there's something to be said about, about, you know, believing in things and not believing in other things and, mm-hmm. and, and taking more control of your own destiny in that way. Um, yeah. but I also feel like you owe it to yourself to be honest with yourself about like, how you're feeling. You could also mm-hmm. be like, I know that I'm feeling this way, but I'm choosing, you know, I'm feeling discomfort right now. I understand that I'm feeling discomfort. You know what? That's okay. I'm still going to do this thing anyway. But I think yeah. that instead of just being like, no, I'm fine. Like you just got to be really careful about the way that mm-hmm. you frame that in your own head because yeah. otherwise yeah. you can like lead yourself to have a nervous breakdown or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think you should. Um, I think when you're reading these things, you should like this is to help yourself get there but if you don't believe it then you don't believe it so if you like you're you're not gonna just oh i read this article so it must be true but you're going to look for articles that will support that to help convince you right right does that make sense so yeah you're not like just lying to yourself and being like yeah i can run a hundred miles it's fine (laughs) i'm just gonna read an article about it and then go do it you know but right you might read some articles about ultra marathons and then maybe and because of what you read work your way up to an ultra marathon you know yeah well i mean somebody could do that i mean (laughs) i'm not gonna do that don't don't get me wrong but that actually does lead me to something that he talks about whenever he starts talking about time boxing which i know we'll go into in more Ah! detail here in a minute but he talks about whenever you're thinking about this stuff you got to start with your values and you got to start about mm-hmm. start with the things you got to ask yourself what's important to you and yeah. then like make sure that you're spending your time on the things that truly are important to you and it mm-hmm. was so funny because one of the first things he said whenever he was talking about it was that he knows like his health's very important to him and i was mm-hmm. like immediately thinking to myself like that is not one of my things that is important yeah. to me so yeah. in my case, though, because that is a thing that should be important because it is the thing that keeps you alive and keeps yeah. you, you know, like, yeah. I'm going to have to, like, have a serious conversation with myself and be like, okay, Devin. So, <laughs> like, okay, Google. Okay, Devin. You, yeah, yeah. you want to live for a very long time because you're terrified of dying. So mm-hmm. because of that, the best way to live for a very long time is to be healthy. Despite the fact yeah. that you're not interested in being healthy or you don't feel like it's important, if you feel like living for as long as you possibly can is important, then ergo, you need to make yeah. sure that this other thing is an important thing that is a value for you. So, yeah. uh, so I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. But, uh, yeah, but I liked, w- I liked the idea of starting with like your, the things that are important to you and like, you mm-hmm. know, so what, what are they? Is it your family? Is it, you know, your creativity, your art, your work, whatever it is, like these are the things that you're going to spend your time in. So, yeah. And I think that kind of tied to that is what he actually talks about at the end, but it's that, um, there are three ways to convince yourself to do something. Um, and that is the effort pack, packed 
P-A-C-T, effort packed, um, mm-hmm. to where like you have to put forth effort to do it. So his example was if you want to kind of reduce your time on the internet and like kind of calm down before bed, then you would, he has like a feature on his router where he can set it at 10 p.m. His internet just turns off. Right. At 10 yeah. p.m. <laughs> um, so that's where you're putting in effort to restrict yourself. The second thing is price packed to where like there's a fee. So he said he taped a doll a hundred dollar bill yeah. to his calendar. <laughs> yeah. And I if he didn't like, go, oh God, I would be so broke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, on, but what I would do is I would just not. Well, let me finish explaining. Yeah, um, sorry. So he, yeah, that's okay. He pinned a hundred dollars to his calendar, and then if he did not work out or not get so many steps or something yeah um, i forgot burn exactly calories. what he's supposed goals. to burn calories or burn his money <laughs> yeah 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 that's right so he had to yeah do a workout to burn calories and if he didn't then he had to burn that hundred dollar bill um that just wouldn't work for me because i would just be like uh i'll burn it next time right. like, this is, you know i'm gonna give myself it. a uh uh, a pass this time yeah i right. just wouldn't hold myself accountable so that that wouldn't work for me <laughs> yeah um yeah, there are apps that'll do it, and that makes sense because then obviously you can't stop the app from taking your money. <laughs> oh, good um, God! Yeah, <laughs> that's a terrible yeah. plan. I know. That's why I've never signed up for it. But um, <laughs> the third one is identity packed, and I love this idea. And it actually—have you started listening? This is a little bit of a side topic, but it's related. Have you started listening to the? Um, Dolly Parton's America podcast. Not yet, yet, not yet, but I need oh to. Oh my gosh. I have it. I know. I have it in my. I have it in my queue. I just haven't had a chance to get to it yet. But okay. I know Thomas is well, listening to it. And he's like really impressed with it. And yes, it yeah. is great. And so the example that this guy gives, and I, and uh, I won't give spoilers, but this comes up in Dolly Parton's podcast too because they talk about um, something that is just part of her ethos. You know, okay. and so that's what the identity pact is. When you make something part of your identity, then it's like not even a question. Right. So, for example, like Muslims don't crave bacon because they're not. It's like against their religion to eat pork. Right. And so, when you say I'm a Muslim, well, then your your brain just says I'm a Muslim. I don't eat pork, so I'm not gonna eat bacon. You know. Right. And I think to me, that's the strongest motivation is that if I could actually identify my uh, values and then align those values with certain actions, I think that would probably be the strongest thing for me. Because as we learned, I can tell myself not to cuss anymore for no good reason in third grade. <laughs> right. Because exactly. I, I don't. Yeah, that that I made that as part of my identity. Right. That was my ethos, you know, because I was like, no, this is stupid. This I'm not going to do something just because it's cool. Right. And so I didn't. And still to this day, I have not, you know. Um, and so I thought that was great that and I don't know exactly like I think that would also be harder to yeah. fit into, you know, you, everything's not going to fit into a nice little box that you can say, you know, like oh running is my identity you know well, also like, i, I feel know. like part of that is is exactly what what hits what goes against you too like for me part of my identity for as long as i can remember has been this very like my self-concept or my self-image of myself as a very happy-go-lucky um don't care about you know anything from a health perspective. So I will do all the drinking and do all the eating and do all the dancing and like, you know, uh, eat, drink and be merry for tomorrow. We'll die. Like that's, that is my, you know, that has always been part of my, (laughs) Uh, I guess. I mean, I remember (laughs) when I was like 21, maybe, maybe Mm -hmm, even 20, mm -hmm. it was like right after Ashlyn was born, I watched, Four uh, Weddings and a Funeral. Have you ever seen that movie? Uh, yeah, I think so, but it's been a really long time ago. Yeah, I mean, it's been a really long time for me. That was that may have been the last mm-hmm. time I watched it. Actually, it was, a, but it was like I remember watching that movie and identifying so much with the character who dies, right? And oh, yeah. like that guy is a very flamboyant, boisterous. Uh, loves everybody, you know, drinks and, and eats and just like parties hard and loves life. And mm-hmm. is like, and I was like, that is me. Like, that is who 
I want to be in the world, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and so that's but, always been like my identity. And it's so funny cause mm-hmm. it's not like even like I'm a hard partier really. No, but no. you know, I'm always going to be the first or, you know, I always have been the person who's been like, yes, you know, you should eat the dessert, eat your dessert first mm-hmm. because you know, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. And like, that's so much part of my identity and has been for so long that like changing that mm-hmm. so that I would make healthier choices. <laughs> Yeah. It's going to be really hard <laughs> yeah. because of that reason. So, but that directly I, conflicts I agree with that your... if you can make it part of your identity, that's awesome. But that is, that's going to be really hard for me. Yeah. Well, but that directly conflicts with your desire to live a long time. So that's it's true. like you have two identities. You're Jekyll and Hyde. You've got I two. Like, I like shoes. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That's exactly. Uh just a Gemini. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm gonna be of two true. minds about everything. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's coming through. That is for me. sure. All right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, the last thing I have on my list really is the time boxing. So we can kind of head and yes. talk about that. Yes. I um, want to talk about that because okay. that was I was very excited. Yeah. You, you oh, were having God. an anxiety no. attack, and I was like, uh, yeah. "This is what I've been waiting for my whole life." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So time boxing in a nutshell is you literally plan every minute of your day and right. you, um, yeah, you, <laughs> I, I don't know how else to explain it. You just literally plan out, I mean, maybe not bathroom breaks, you know, maybe right. not down to a, that far of a T, but, uh, yeah, you literally plan every minute of your day. And let me just tell you, so before I listened to this podcast, I was just talking to James about how. I have a hard time. I love my passion planner. I love it. Um, But part of the passion planner is that you have, they have a time, they have every, or they have times for every day in 30 minute increments. And I think it starts at 630 and ends at 1030. Right. And um, theoretically what you're supposed to do is there's this little to-do list in the bottom left and you're supposed to brainstorm all the things you want to do for the week put them in those little boxes. Then you're supposed to determine how long those activities will take you. And then you're supposed to put them in the time slots somewhere throughout the week. Right. Um, So that's not even fully um, time boxing because that's only pre-planning your, your um, priorities or activities. Right. um, That alone, I can't do it. I can't do it because, and my heart, (laughs) the hardest part for me is that I don't always know how long an activity is going to take. Agreed. So, <laughs> yes. Me too. Yeah. Me too. And so I don't want to be like, okay, Saturday, I'm going to get up at like nine, which is pretty, I mean, I wake up almost at the same time every weekend, nine o'clock, eight thirty nine, somewhere in that 30 minute time frame. Um, so, you know, I'm going to wake up at nine. I'm going to spend 30 minutes making breakfast and eating breakfast. Then I'm going to, um, you know, work on my planner for 30 minutes to plan my week. Uh, then I'm going to go make a grocery list for an hour. And then like, what? I don't know. And then (laughs) if if one thing takes, takes too long or too short, then you've like, so your whole day is jacked up. Well, I just see, can't. and I've run into problems with that because I was using a passion planner and then I moved to the panda planner. Um, yeah. and I was trying to do that and I kept running into problems because, you know, I have kids and like, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, things are, they, they're not going to listen to your plan. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, they are going to laugh at your plan and yes. think it's cute that you had a plan and, you know, cut up your plan into tiny pieces and then duct tape them to the wall. Like that is what your kids are going to do. Um, so I gave up on, I mean, there for a while I was like, um, I guess right before Kai was born, I was using a passion planner and I would, not only did I like block off my time, but going back to the healthy mind platter, I color coded, um, when I was doing things in those mm, boxes. Mm-hmm. So like if I was having in time, it was pink and yeah. So that way I could like at a glance, look at my week and be like, how much time have I spent focusing? How much time have yeah. I spent? And it was really helpful, 
But after I had Kai, it was like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah, "Yeah, that's not going to happen anymore. You know, like that's, uh, Mm -hmm. that was, that was nice. That was a fun thing to do for a while. But, uh, (laughs) now I have a baby and as a, Babies do what they want. A, yeah, especially as a tiny infant, I'm going to spend most of my time just breastfeeding this child. Like, I yes, yes. That's all I'm going to do. Um, <laughs> so I gave up on it. Um, but I did actually, because the panda planner that I got was not dated. So it was mm-hmm. write your own dates in. So I actually mm-hmm. drug it out of my trunk. And uh, this inspired me to try to, like, do some time boxing activities oh, to yeah. see if I could, to see if it would work. Um, because the thing that I run into is that I start out with a to-do list for the week mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. do try, cause I ha- use the bullet journal. And so mm-hmm. I'll put, I'm going to do this activity this day, this activity this day, this activity this day, but I don't to, to his, you know, point, I don't actually plan time in the day to actually do any of these things. Yes. So I just move the, like, <laughs> That I was supposed to make phone calls to these people. Well, I guess I'll just do that next. Well, I didn't do it this. I guess I'll do it. I guess I'm going to yep. move it to next week again, you know. Yeah. So stuff never gets done. I mean, it takes me forever to get things done. Yeah. Um, that was one of his main points was that you must use a to-do list plus a calendar. Because right. you can put a hundred things on your to-do list, but when are you going to do them? And he said, plan, am- plan the input, not the output. <laughs> I was like, oh. yes. Okay. That's yeah. Absolutely true. Yeah. Because we do. We're we're so used to measuring our productivity by what do we accomplish? What are the tasks that we are going to accomplish? Yes. And like, no, actually, you need to plan when you're planning. Plan the time you're going to take to actually do the thing. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And so, like, I use a to do list. I have actually, it's called to do ist. But um, I'm super organized, man. I've got all these projects and tasks and labels and all these things I want to do. And, but then like at the end of the week, I look back and I've completed like three things. Right. You know? <laughs> exactly. Me and too. And it's just like, really? And that was just because like one day, I, it's probably because Saturday I woke up and I'm like, hmm, what am I going to do today? And then I just randomly did three things. <laughs> And that's all I accomplished for the right. entire week. Um, but, but just so, as a, yeah. you know, to, to let our listeners know and also to give you a little bit of peace of mind, he does say that it's important to block time to like do nothing, you know, like I'm just yeah, going to be time you plan to waste is not wasted. And that right. made me feel better because right. <laughs> it like it. Yeah, it made me because that that's my I guess and that's a part where I do the shaming to myself right is because I'm like oh no you can't play a video game this week because or this tonight because you're just wasting time you know you're right. not being productive but Thomas you know would what? argue it, we, argue you <laughs> argue this with you and say yeah. that you know whenever you play games and he's involved it's a good time to create social connections oh okay okay <laughs> Well, that's true. I have been missing my... Because I used to play uh, Heroes with him and James and Patrick, and we haven't played. And I've, you know, missed my social time. And so uh, I'll probably be buying Call of Duty, so I'll probably be getting Ah. my social time back here and (laughs) tomorrow. So... Nice. I'm sorry, but you'll lose your husband tomorrow. We're gonna. That's that's okay. That's fine. (laughs) I understand. I have, like, I have at least... 40 pages, 40 papers to grade. So, um, oh, okay. Okay. Um, it's, I'll have things to do. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So that made me feel better and made me realize that I just need to plan to waste some time. Like, right. Right. I've, I've had a really hectic two weeks. Um, I'm going to tomorrow. I'm going to just literally do whatever, I, you know, like I'm not going to be productive tomorrow. I'm Yay! going to play video games tomorrow. Yeah. 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 It's going to be great. Right, right. But, you know, you're already right now making a decision that tomorrow, this is how you're going to spend your time. And that is important. You know, and you look back at the Mm -hmm. Healthy Mind Platter. It's important to have downtime. It's important Mm -hmm. to have that time to, like, just refresh and rest and do things that you find fun uh, in order to recharge. And so Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, and as long as you are intentional and you say, intentionally I'm setting aside this day to do nothing else, but you know, binge Netflix or whatever, like then it's an intentional choice. But the thing that you run into is like, you don't want to come home at the end of a long day 
and you're tired and you had other things in mind, you're going to work out or you're going to walk the dogs or you're going to do whatever. And instead you're like, you know what? No, screw it. I had a really rough day. I'm just going to sit on the couch and watch Netflix. Like that is the point where it's a reaction instead of an intention. Now you could could think ahead of time and you could think, okay, I know today's going to be rough. So instead of planning to do these other things, what I'm going to plan to do is just have some downtime. And that was absolutely (laughs) fine. But the yeah. important thing is is having control of the situation, controlling it yes. instead of letting the situation control you. So I yes. thought that was really, I thought that was cool. Anyway, yeah. sorry. No, that was a really good way to put it because, yeah, like, uh, and that's the whole point is that you should be looking ahead and saying, you know, you should be planning. You should be looking ahead and planning. Right. So, don't plan to run 10 miles after you've, you know, worked long day at the office and, you know, had to come home, cook dinner, do something, you know, whatever. It's just not going to happen, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and he also says that it's important to schedule time to think, like, especially whenever you're Mm -hmm. at work. And I'm very guilty for that because I'm pretty sure that my entire, anytime that I'm actually at work, whether it's whichever job it is I'm always reacting to things it's very rare for me to like sit and be like let me consider or think through or plan this and part of that is my personality and part of it is just the way that I've been trained to operate Mm -hmm. in in a work environment (laughs) yeah yeah um over time so it's it's a learning curve to like learn how to slow down and like schedule myself some time to think about this like okay let me just like sit here and look at this and all I'm doing right now is looking at this page but if I'm just looking at this page I'm thinking about it and mm-hmm. it's gonna lead to something yeah so I liked that yeah too. I definitely need to do that because in my new role or not new role I guess I've been in it for two years now <laughs> my but... new old role but yeah it's my new old role but I guess it did kind of change halfway through but still I've been in the job for two years but it kind of changed halfway through but anyway um so I have a lot of meetings. In fact, today I had meetings straight. I'm talking back to back, not even a minute in between from 830 until 12, like just straight. Um, And so often that's, uh, that's a normal day. I mean, not quite, quite that bad. Usually there's at least a 30 minute break somewhere in there, but um, that's like normal. And so it's like, but then I also, my job requires me to do a lot of strategies um, about things, you know, right. like employees yeah, absolutely. and, you know, and stuff like that. And so it's like, I can't think if I'm spending, you know, eight hours on just conference calls. So right. I really need to start blocking out. In fact, I decided I was going to start blocking out at least lunch because, uh, this week I had left lunch free and then someone came along and booked something. Cause you know, I don't know if you know, but like an outlook, you can see, people's availability yes yeah um, and so they were like oh look she's got an hour here so she just like she just booked an appointment in there and i was like dang <laughs> it's it lunch time <laughs> yes exactly right, right so i was like i gotta start booking out lunch so that people don't just come in and steal my That's time so crazy yeah i mean i yeah. like, when i look at people's out i'm like okay they're open during lunch but it's lunch time i'm not gonna <laughs> yeah. book it like who, right. what kind of monster <laughs> schedules a meeting during lunch I know. That's bananas. Well, part of, we're working across two time zones, so I think that's part of oh, it. Because Oh, yeah. She probably didn't think about it. That's yeah. True. She's probably like, oh, that's after my lunch or whatever. Right. Yeah. Know? She didn't yeah. even think about it. That yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Then. But yeah, so yeah. you'll definitely have to block it out. Yeah. Oh, but, man. Um, and then another thing is I conducted an interview this week. Um, I was helping out a different team. They just asked me to be an interviewer for the for their team. Okay. Um, and so, but I was talking to this lady and she was so impressive. Like she comes to work. She's known as a top performer. She works, you know, 40 hours a week at least, you know, at least, I don't know. I don't, I don't know her that well, but still she works at least 40 hours a week. Um, and then she is also does all this volunteer work, um, for, um, well, I don't know, remember exactly, but she's like the director of admissions for this volunteer organization. So she has to like interview all these kids to make sure they can be in the program wow. and then interview these adults that are going to help these kids to make sure they're suitable. And on top of that, she has like two kids and Man. it's like. Yeah. And, and one of the things that she talked about, and this was before I even listened to this podcast, was she was talking about the only way that she was able to 
fit all these things in her life was that she blocked out time. And so, for example, like she would say, okay, Saturday from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. for the first hour Saturday morning, I'm going to work on putting together these uh, interviews for my volunteer work. Right, you know? right. And, you know, like she just clearly blocks out time for these different parts of her life and just makes it all happen. And she was so organized and so impressive. I was just like, man, I want to steal this lady from my team, you know? <laughs> nice. And it was really funny because her like leadership came out in the interview because we were at the end and I was like, okay, do you have any more questions for me? You know, blah, blah, blah. And she was, you know, she asked me some questions or whatever. And then I answered one and then she was like, okay, great. Well, you know, and she started to wrap up the call <laughs> and she caught herself and she goes, oh, wait, you're leading this call. Not me. I'm sorry. I'll let you take it from here. And I That's just funny. cracked up because I was like, yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. Like, okay, she's going to wrap this up. That's fine. <laughs> but you know, she's just, I don't know. She was impressive, but the point was she blocks out the time and really, and that goes back to a couple episodes ago. I feel like I'm just really talking here, but no, it's um, good. A couple episodes ago, we talked about uh, multitasking and how it's not actually uh, productive and how right, right. women multitask five times the t- as men, but don't actually accomplish anything more. Right. And so I think that, that's the whole point of like time boxing, or in her case, blocking out time at least, is that you have that time to focus on a task and you're actually more productive, even right. though you don't think you would be. But, exactly. Exactly. Okay. I'm done talking. <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. I do want to just like touch very briefly on the stuff that he said about kids. I know that probably didn't interest you at all. But <laughs> yeah, I was like, fast forward, fast forward. <laughs> but it obviously interested me quite, quite, a, quite a lot. And I, but I guess that's probably the main reason why I want to read the book is because I want to read this chapter about mm-hmm. kids. Because the idea is, you know, he has a daughter. He was worried about how much screen time she was getting. And then he was trying to think about what is it that causes kids to get addicted, quote unquote, to mm-hmm. um, to things. And what he talks about is this idea that, like, kids just need more uh, autonomy. Actually, they need three things. Yeah. They need competency, autonomy, and relatedness. Uh, yeah, and I they, actually wrote that down. Yeah, and if they don't get those things, I mean, that's true for anybody, but especially yeah. when you're raising children, like, they're going to look for that somewhere else. And so mm-hmm. they find that in, you know, video games or, you know, screen time, because, mm-hmm. like, if they if they have all of these rules put upon them, like, then if they go play Call of Duty or if they play... Uh, uh, you know, some type of little game on the iPad, like they control that world. They can make ice cream yeah. cones as big as they want all day long, you know, yeah, on their yeah. Kindle. And like, nobody's going to tell them no. You know? Yeah, that's like, right. Um, so the fact that they are in control, and I had never really thought about that. And that part of the reason why there's such an epidemic is not even so much that there's more screens or that parents are even allowing their kids to have screen time as much as it's that kids don't feel like they are in control. And yeah. so they they escape to that to that place. So I thought that was really interesting. And the like the important thing to do is to like help your kids feel in control. Give them autonomy. You know, as mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out rules about screen time, include them in the process and, yeah. you know, allow them to help you make rules so that they don't feel like you're just imposing something upon them. And yeah. so I thought that was, I thought that was really cool stuff. So that's, yeah. that's pretty much all I wanted to say about that, but I was very yeah. interested and I want to read more about, yeah. about the, uh, the suggestions for, for parents. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Nice. But I am curious to know, Stacy. Mm-hmm. now that you've yes. listened to this, like, what are you going to do differently? Or are you going to do anything differently? Yeah, I think, well, one, yes. So it already impacted me in that when I start to pick up my phone or do something like that to look at Facebook or Instagram, I have started thinking, why am I doing this? Right. You know? So that's one. Yeah. It's all, I'm, that's already happened without me even really implementing it. It's just made me aware. Right. Nice. Um, second thing is what I talked about earlier about trying to find articles that support or like, or yeah, I guess it's support, support 
what I want to do or believe. So like, I think willpower is a big one in that if I want to, if I want to have more willpower, then I'm going to look for some articles about how, yeah, willpower is a skill and you can train it. And I'm going to try that and see if it helps change me. Apparently the mind is just such a powerful thing that it can just really overpower (laughs) anything, you know? (laughs) So, right. uh, Yeah. (laughs) So I'm going to try to do that. Okay. And, um, I actually am stressing me out even just going to say it. You can do it. You can do it. Come on, come on. (laughs) Time boxing, time boxing. (laughs) I'm at least going to look into time boxing. I've already sent myself an article um, to kind of read about it and kind of understand how exactly it works you know like i love um, love the differences between you and me where you're like i'm gonna read an article and figure out how it works and like analyze it and like make sure i'm doing it right and i'm like let me just get my old journal out and start my stuff down (laughs) i just knocked my chair over i'm fine i'm fine Oh, yeah, I, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, you just jump right in. You're just like, yeah, I can color code this planner. It's I, fine. I'm going to go for it. This is good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I wouldn't, I mean, time boxing, I think the name is kind of self-explanatory, but the reason I kind of want to look into it more is just because, I guess because it does stress me out so much. Yeah. So I'm hoping that when I look into it, it'll be like more well and even i just did like a google search for time boxing examples and like for example they're usually pretty big boxes so yes um and i think that already helps because then i don't feel it's not like i've got to race from one thing to another you know it's right. not like you know like i said i'm going to make breakfast for 30 minutes and then i'm going to run over you know so i can and you don't have to be very specific. Like, you can be very, like, right. now I'm going to work on work. And now I'm going to do social stuff. And now I'm going to, yes. you know. Yeah. Yes. And I think that was when I stressed out about it, I was thinking I had to be very specific. But really, I could just do, like, a two-hour block in the morning to do breakfast and, like, just kind of chill. You know, like, sip coffee, kind of relax. Like, that's perfectly okay. I don't have yeah. to plan it to the minute, you know? Right. Which is what I was trying to do. So yeah, I, that's why I kind of want to look into it a little more, but yeah. So what about you? What what, do you, what are you going to change or if, if anything? Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to experiment with time boxing and see if that helps because I feel like I waste a lot of time, you know, obviously, especially on things like social media and whatever, mm-hmm. the very things that he was talking about, you should not mm-hmm. be your, it's okay to waste time as long as you plan to waste time on them. <laughs> right, right. So, um... Yeah, so I'm going to look into that. And then uh, I want to, when I do the time boxing, I want to go back to what I used to do, the color coding and like, Mm -hmm. hey, am I hitting all the things in the healthy mind platter? So that's not what I did for tomorrow. Like it was my first experiment. I was just like, Mm -hmm. hey, let me see what this looks like. Um, But as I go forward, I think that's what I'm going to do. And then the other thing I want to do is just try to really get better at recognizing the triggers when they happen. Um, yes, because that's what I was just about to ask you is if, if you had started to think about what was causing you to be on social media so much, I have a have, list. Have you reflected? <laughs> oh, wow. That's good. Well, no, I have a list that's saying I should learn how to recognize the, tri- the triggers. Oh. So okay, I'll get okay, there. Okay. No, I, um, yeah, I, I, I really got to think about it because I'm often like checking social media when I'm, you know, with other people connecting with them. So it's like, I'm not lonely. So what is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> like, exactly. For me, it's not loneliness. So what is it that's causing me to, to go out and look at these things, you know, um, mm-hmm. and check and see. So I've got to figure out what my trigger is. Cause I don't, it doesn't seem to be loneliness um, or connection because Mm -hmm. it sometimes distracts me from the connection that's actually happening or trying to happen in my life. Um, so, and I don't think it's boredom because I'm usually doing things that I'm interested in, like trying to watch a TV show or, you know, yeah. So it's like, what is it? (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah. It's harder to figure out than you think. I think it may come down for me. And, and Mm -hmm. this is just a hypothesis where there's like a feeling of obligation 
where mm-hmm. I feel like I'm supposed to make sure that I'm being a good friend to people or, um, you know, making sure that I'm keeping up with what people, what's happening to people. So that way, mm-hmm. um, I don't, you know, accidentally miss something that's happening to someone where I could, mm-hmm. you know, comment or help or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it may have something to do with that. Like this just idea that I'm, that this is like almost like, not that it's like a job, but it's mm-hmm. a responsibility. So um, instead of escaping something, you're all, obli- you feel obligated to it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's not making me escape things. It's just because I feel like I'm supposed to be on here and, you know, responding to things and, uh, participating in this conversation Mm-hmm. You know, there's an ongoing conversation that I feel like I'm supposed to be a part of. So I can actually see how, and this goes back to the disc assessment. Wow, I'm really just tying it all together. Um, <laughs> what? The- this is like a tie together episode. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> the disc as- assessment to your personality type. Um, well, I don't know if it's your personality type, that there are personalities that want to make all the friends like they walk into a room and they want to be friends with every single person in the room and i can see how um social media exaggerates that or you know escalates that to the point of almost it's not sustainable right because now where (laughs) before your network was like if you were maybe in school or in college you had a network of a classroom of people but now I mean, Facebook and Instagram, you could have 300 plus. Right. I mean, hundreds, thousands, you know, of friends, quote. Yes. Um, And that you, those personality types would feel obligated to try to be friends with all of them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's definitely how I feel. Because it's like, you know, oh, so-and-so's dog died. Oh, I need to, you know, make sure I send them a message and make sure that they're doing okay, you know? Or mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, yeah. so-and-so's kid graduated from high school. I need to make sure that I let them know that I'm proud of them. You know, like, I mean, yeah. why, why do I yeah, have to do this? I don't know. But I, but I feel that way. And I mean, part of it's just because I can't, there are so many awesome people in the world. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And like, I would love, like, if I had... If I could clone myself, <laughs> that I so I'd have like <laughs> infinite amount of time. I would just like yeah. go and be friends with everybody because like everybody's so awesome. I just love yeah. all the people, and yeah. so it's really hard for me to like <laughs> be like, well, you know, you're not in my inner inner circle, so I'm not gonna pay attention to you. You know, yeah, like, yeah, that's very hard for me to do. Um, it is really funny how opposite we are. I know. <laughs> struggling to make a friend because i am the personality type that wants only a very few close friends right and so now that i've moved i'm having trouble letting people in i'm like i you know i feel all alone and you're like i've got five thousand friends (laughs) (laughs) i just want to give them all love yes yes oh it's so funny right no it's really Um, funny because uh there was a lady at work who's also a high d who was yeah. talking about the fact that she was being criticized for not being social enough at uh-huh. work. And, yeah. uh, and she was like, you know, it's just really hard for me because I don't go wide. I go deep. So I will yes. find, you know, one or two people and then you are my people and I will, we will be deep, but like, yeah. I can't do it wide. I'm deep, not wide. And I'm like, I right. get it. I get it. I was like thinking to myself, my friend Stacy is exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So, which is um, nothing wrong with that no, at all. No, no, just different so personalities. And I think it's probably a little bit more sustainable, at least. Yeah. <laughs> trying to make well, friends. for sure. Yeah. Trying the to problem make is when you move away with like 500 yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> um, the, oh, were you done with your takeaways? Yeah, that's all, that's all I'm going to try to do. I, okay. I, I know better than try to give myself too much to do. I know I'm about to add another one to me and this is, I don't know, uh, maybe I shouldn't, but (laughs) I also, this sounds really terrible, but, um, I think I need to identify my values and this is something that that's, that's actually, I'm going to write that down because I need to do that too. Yeah. That's not terrible. Okay. Well, I thought like there's some people, they just have them and they live by them every day. You know, like they just know their values and they just live by them, you know, and that's just not people. I don't know those people. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I know, right? Actually, um, I do. Thomas is very much. Thomas has values, and he lives by them every single day. Yeah, yeah, he does. Good, jo- good yeah, job, I Thomas. Would, yes, yes, yeah. I would say he definitely like he knows where he stands. Right. Things. Yeah. Yes. Um, and that's just not who. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know right from wrong. You know, so right. I'm not no, like no, no. But it's like murder what, somebody. But. If you're gonna like prioritize the things in your life. Like, yeah. what is the thing that's the most important? What is the thing? What are the things that are the most important? You know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I get it completely because I'm the same yeah. way. I am yeah. absolutely it's, the same way. Yeah. And I and maybe that's part of my problem. Maybe that's why I don't have hobbies and I don't, I have trouble following through with things like, I mean, we've been talking about a fitness uh, podcast for 52 episodes and I still weigh the same. Like, nothing has changed, <laughs> you know? Um, Look, so, at least you don't weigh more. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Well, like some um, of us. Yeah. No. Well, honestly, I think I probably do. I don't know exactly when we started how much I weighed because I, <laughs> I tend to fluctuate. There's like a 10 pound band that I fluctuate on and yeah. I am at the higher end of that band right now. <laughs> so I might weigh a little more than when we officially started. But This is our 52nd um, episode too, right? Yeah. So, so this is technically a year of episodes. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so the values and the slash like ethos. And when you listen, I think we should, when you listen to the Dolly Parton's America, I think we should also talk about that podcast, but, okay, okay. um, so I would like to kind of put some thought into that. Uh, okay. that that's another thing. So I, I'm putting a lot on myself, but I'm not giving myself a deadline. So whatever, it'll go on my right. to-do list and I'll never do it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Just keep pushing it forward one more day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I feel like and... it might be actually useful for us to do a follow-up episode on this because I feel like okay. we've got some really good information that might actually help us yeah. um, or not, but I think it would be good to follow like in a couple of weeks, maybe follow up and see if we've... Yeah. You know, maybe not a whole episode, but just like a section where we're just like, so what do we, what do we do with all that? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I'm good with that. Okay. And then, uh, do you have anything else to add before I kind of wrap up? Cause I just have one more thing to wrap up on. Uh, the only thing I wanted to say was to thank James for directing us. that was what I was going to wrap up (laughs) with. Yeah. (laughs) Great minds. Yep. Yep. Exactly. We're so different, but so the same. All at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I agree. Yeah. I wanted to thank James, um, my husband, for um, <laughs> for suggesting this podcast to us, um, the Indistractable episode, because, yeah, this has been great. Right. Like, this has been a really good topic. And, Absolutely. Um, I feel yeah. like I've learned a lot, and I really enjoyed talking to you about it, so... Yeah, me too. Me you know, too. Yeah, it was a good, good, good job. Good job, James. Good yeah, job, good James. Good job, James. Idea. If good anyone job. out there has an idea of something that we should discuss, uh, you yeah. know, let us know. Facebook.com yeah. slash Weekly Buddy Time. I was told by Thomas, which I will give him mm-hmm. a shout out, um, that if we are asking for specific suggestions for the mm-hmm. next episode, that's yeah. probably not the best idea, considering that we're on a two-week delay when we post these. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, so, yes, that's true. But just in general, if you have an idea of something that we should do on the show, mm-hmm. let yeah. us know. Send us yes. articles. Give us Absolutely. topics. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, that's it. And we're way over time. Way so. over. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I love you, Devin. I love you too, Stacey. (laughs) Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. A Hoots Media Production.